Come with me on a journey of uncovering the layers of deception and find out how to really get and stay well. Welcome to the Uncensored Nurse Podcast. And I can edit out anything apparently. I don't know. So this is going to be a really fun conversation, even though I know everything that you're going to say, because (laughs) we've been best friends for 20 years. So this is the Uncensored Nurse Podcast. I have my best friend since I was in high school, Amber Springer on, and she, I wanted her to be my first guest because um, her story and what happened to her son was sort of the turning point of the reason of why I started looking at holistic health and vaccines and questioning everything that I ever learned. So this story, I sort of touched on it um, in my first episode, but I wanted Amber to tell her story about how this all started happening. So if you want to introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, how you got here, um, and then we can get going with some questions. Okay. So um, yes, best friends, 20 plus years since we were literal teenagers. And um, it's really hard being best friends with a nurse who at the time was highly recommending pretty much the opposite of everything I stand for now and also she stands for now um, and, and trying to explain things that are happening to my children, to my child at the time, to someone who just has really never heard of it. It's really not, it's a taboo topic to talk about. So, um, but our friendship, I think, is the reason why we were able to break through a lot of those veils that you commonly see between people um, who've experienced exactly what I've experienced and the rest of the world that has a hard time believing it. That's so true. I remember thinking that people who didn't vaccinate their kids and didn't believe in medicine were like stupid and uneducated. And I couldn't believe I'm like, uh, okay, enjoy your death <laughs> is how I felt. And I, I think that this, it was definitely a God thing that this all happened and this all came to be the way that it did. Um, so take me back to when Levi was little, so Amber's son is almost 10, and um, back when he was small, when we were, remember we used to do those live videos, like being a mom during the flu season, and it was horrific. We'll have to pull those out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I think that generally, you know, his first few years were just, they're so typical that I didn't really see any red flags. It was just, you know, chronic ear infection always needing a nebulizer, in and out of the doctor's office, um, constantly wondering where this stomach bug came from and why I have these fevers and where are these rashes coming from? And, and to be honest, like looking back, no one ever gave me any real answers, just well visits, well visits. And then in between well visits were sick visits. And then the sick visits ended with well visits. And it was just like this mad cycle, but that was the norm. And then Then one day um, we were, you know, we were camping, having so much fun, getting ready for Levi's kindergarten year. And we had to go in for the kindergarten shots. And um, I, I, you know, you just have like that sick feeling. You're always, I always had to have my husband come with me on those appointments because I just couldn't stomach them. Um, That should have been a red flag, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, so, you know, hold them down, stick them, all the things. And it was literally almost immediately within days, 
I noticed just some strange things um, happening with him. And I thought maybe it's because we've been outside a lot, maybe because, you know, we're eating all the crap, we're camping, we're enjoying the last summer before school starts for our child. But um, some random camper lady came over to me, um, all <laughs> thoughtful, I'm sure, but she said, oh my gosh, my son has Asperger's too. And I was so angry. I wanted to punch her right in the mouth. Um, she's very lucky that I recently found Jesus. Um, and I, I was mad. I was mad for a, at least an hour, like stomping around. But then I kept looking at him and I kept thinking, hmm, when did he start walking on his toes? When did he start flapping his arms? When did he start like not making eye contact? And at the time also he like lost control of his bowels. He started having like severe diarrhea, neon green, burning the skin. Um, <clears throat> he was kind of like unable to manage his bowel movements as well. So it was just kind of like, oh, I gotta poop right now. And just like instantly like zero warning which wasn't normal. I mean, he's oh, five, he just turned five at the time. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, something is wrong with him. And then I just started paying attention more. And then I was like, all right, we need to go back into the doctor's office. <clears throat> I have all the pictures. So I, we went back to the doctor's office not long after that. And I'm like, all right, something's wrong with him. You know, that's why we're here. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, 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 no. He just needs a flu shot. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm here for. I need to figure out what's going on with all of these other things. And so completely being ignored, I'm sure I, I know for a fact, other mothers have felt this way where you're like, these are issues. I'm the mom. I know my child. You do not. You're in here for two seconds. Y'all you did for the whole time you were in here is ask me the same questions I was already asked after I've sat in here for 45 minutes and I've got nothing. I've got prescriptions. I've got um, steroids for the skin issues. I've got uh, a plan to come back for the next well visit. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to a different doctor. So I go to a different doctor. Um, I don't know why I went to literally the same practice in a different city. Like they're called the same. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, these are the issues that I'm having. And that's where I learned the term and I pardon my language, but the shit in the hat term, I learned where that term came from there's an actual hat there's an actual hat they have it's like it. a little pilgrim hat yeah I was like <laughs> wait what he's gonna you know and and the the crazy thing was so at this time it was like so this started in August went back in for September finally got into the second new doctor in um December November December time and we're sitting in the doctor's office and you could hear the doctor saying oh my gosh everyone's out sick with the flu at the time, right? Um, there's kids are not in school, schools are empty. Like they were like backed up. That's why it was so hard to get in there because so many kids were sick with every stinking thing, pneumonia, flu, bronchitis, you name it, right? So here I am just another one, but I'm really worried about the GI issues at this point because we're literally pooping in public, like at Walmart, like poop in the pants. Um, I'm concerned I'm, and I'm, and you can see it under his eyes. His eyes are black. I have pictures of like always the runny nose, the just raw skin in between the hands. Just, I mean, at this point I was like, something's definitely wrong. And of course she's like, well, you know, he's fine. Um, if it gets worse, have him poop in this hat and send it into the diagnostic center. And at that moment I was done. I was done. And this is where I began my um, research on my own. And I 
earned the title Dr. Google amongst <laughs> all of my friends, including my best friend here. Uh, Amanda. Did you do your research on the toilet though? Because that <laughs> is the <laughs> Absolutely. I was a parent and it was the only free time I had. So those <laughs> are correct. Yes. <laughs> For anything, I mean, somebody has to has had to experience this. And I found a lot of online communities of people who had went through something similar. Back then, this was before all the censorship. So you could freely talk about this stuff on Facebook. And I was in groups and connecting with people who were experiencing the same thing. And they were able to identify natural doctors, um, naturopathic doctors, nutrition response testing doctors, nutritionists, um, people that were willing to at least believe us, at least believe us. And then we could go from there. And so that's where the research started. Um, but to be honest, I don't know why. And I can only thank Jesus for this. The minute that it dawned on to me after that woman said that her son had Asperger's too, implying that Levi did, I instantly knew it was the vaccines. I don't know why. I just knew. I mean, obviously, it was the only thing that we had done differently. But I had no reference point at all. I had no experience with anybody else in real person, at least that knew about it. Because once I began to research and start exposing this on social media, it all dawned on a lot of us that Levi was not the only one. That's so true. I just, I just got a head to toe chill, um, which makes me know that we're on the right path. And we're, this is something which I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself for not starting doing this podcast sooner because there's so much censorship. When we started doing this, it was 2017 when Levi was five. And I remember Reagan had the same issues, but we didn't see it until we retroactively looked back a year later. Once we were like, oh, this is 100% what it was with Levi. And we fixed him. So can you tell people your process of detoxing <clears throat> Levi from this? And I feel like this is so important because there's so I, my inbox is full of people. And now we're on like the COVID train, um, which that's a whole different beast. But for childhood vaccines, like that detox process, because the, I once, our, our dear friend, Dr. Sarah, who I'm also going to have um, interview here, I said to her once, is there a point where you are too far gone to detox from these, these vaccines and this stuff? And she said, this is a quote from her. She said, I cannot detox you if you're dead. Other than that, we can do something. So take them through the, the detoxing process and what that looked like. And like that transition into the life that we live now. Yeah. So I was, you know, finding these different groups where they would at least discuss detoxing um, generally, but it wasn't really, I think at the time I hadn't really pinpointed, um, you know, like exactly what vaccine, exactly what was going on. Um, I generally understood that obviously gut health was an issue. So I just kind of started researching repairing gut health. Um, I started realizing that a lot of the behaviors that he was exhibiting could also be mitigated by eliminating sugar, eliminating dyes, um, the organic food, the um, purified water. Our water was completely toxic. I had no Your water idea. Was so terrible in Chinango. So terrible, and it's not much better here in Georgia. Um, 
And so it was just, and, and then I remember finally connecting with some other Veyers moms, some actual people who were um, being, you know, processed through the VAERS system, which means they reported the injury. They, it was acknowledged, they were assigned an attorney. They were um, going through the process of proving with medical records that their child did have a severe reaction and potentially they would get a payout system um, of whatever, maximum $250,000. I don't know if it's changed since then, but- I don't think it maximum. has. Maximum payout for death, 250,000, which is paid by you through the price of the vaccines through the insurance company. Like they don't even pay that. That and is how much people, our children are worth. That's quarter exactly, of a million dollars. That's exactly it. And you don't get to pick your own attorney. They hire your attorney for you. I remember how sick I was over that, just learning that. Um, but being connected to those people was um, they had to do kind of what um, I needed to do, which was taking the detox baths. No, thank you. I'm working. Shut the door. Put that right in there, too. Sure. No, well, thank you. I don't live here. <laughs> I do not know how to edit that much out yet. So full frontal. There it is. <laughs> uh, homeschool. Homeschool life. Here we are. Um, so. I remember the um, Epsom salts, but learning that you can't use the ones with the fragrance in them. I remember the first detox bath, I could smell the metal mm. in the water. Smell, I could smell the metal. Like it smelled like pennies or, you know, like change. Um, I remember um, actually thinking about, like thinking yogurt, gut health, yogurt, like that's the key. Um, and then- it's full of sugar counterproductive 26 grams of sugar. Um, and then ultimately, you know, we were able to see improvement through um, just making those simple changes. Oh, outdoor time, limiting screen time. Screen time would make him crazy. Um, and, and grounding, which sounds clinically insane, at least it did to me at the time, but we were camping. So it kind of worked out well, just barefoot. And you could see like just the balance that would come to like almost like a calmness over him. So he stopped flapping his arms so much. He stopped, you know, having like explosive diarrhea. He still was on the, you know, path of repair. And then we were able to um, be introduced to um, a, a nutrition response testing doctor in upstate New York. And that's when the full circle got completed. Finally, someone with a degree that was in person who also was vaccine injured himself mm, yeah. and acknowledged um his was to DTAP I think because yeah. he got the adult version yeah which is um, the same yeah and then um having him tell me oh like pretty much every issue that I've ever had with him how it all correlated to this toxic well visit care system like his gut health was completely depleted because of all the antibiotics I had him on throughout the years. His heart murmur wasn't a heart murmur. It was excessive yeast on his heart. His, his, um, the dyes that we were consuming were triggering his overactivity in his brain. You know, what's so, so weird hearing all of those things. They mirror my own health problems going back to when I was a kid overuse of antibiotics. You never, if you never fix it, it never goes away. So these poor kids that don't know, they don't have a parents who know how to fix this and what to do and how to, to fix their gut. 
I had gut issues at 35 years old from antibiotics that I got when I was a child. Like, this is something that we need to address in our kids immediately, not wait until, you know, you're 35 and you're like, hi, my skin is on fire. <laughs> I, well, you know, what's even more insane to me is that <clears throat> we hear the word antibiotic. <laughs> Biotic means life. Yeah. It's anti-life that we're giving people all the time, giving children all the time, building up a, I mean, it's just a big rabbit hole. Um, but we don't talk about the probiotic or the prebiotic anymore. I mean, I think once upon a time, they used to be like hand in hand, at least to try to counteract each other. But now you can't get a doctor to talk about a probiotic to save their life. Well, the only thing they, that we talk about in the medical community that I remember, I gave a lot of antibiotics um, as a nurse because I worked in home infusion. So I was given antibiotics there and I worked in orthopedics, which a lot of people get antibiotics after surgery to prevent it. And it's prophylactic antibiotics. So it's, there's not even an active infection. And all that they tell us to tell people is make sure you eat yogurt. That's it. And I've learned from Dr. Sarah, you need way more level than what's in yogurt. Yogurt's great for, you know, eat some Greek yogurt, keep it without sugar for your general everyday thing. But when you're dealing with all of these antibiotic, antibiotic, you need like high level probiotic. Nobody talks about it. No. And then when we started talking about it, I literally was banned from Facebook. <laughs> so we yeah. started exposing the truth on the internet. Um, and then just one thing after another led to me permanently losing my Facebook, which is now why I am my husband um, on Facebook. So you can look me up, Thomas Springer. That's me. It's not him. It's me. And that is why, because I, you cannot stop me. You cannot shut me up. I just had someone message me this morning. Um, she like lives not far from, or she's coming to visit not far from me. And I saw her last night post that she also just realized that her son got vaccine injured this most recently. And she said, I'm tired of being called crazy. I'm tired of being made fun of. I know what happened to my child and I'm going to put it out there. And so I messaged her and I told, and I've been having a conversation with her all morning. And then I took a picture of this bad boy. I know no one can see this. I was just, but. you know, what's so crazy. I literally was just going to pull mine out and say, everybody needs this. And I wrote down in my notes of things yeah. I'm going to link vaccine binder. <laughs> Yes. So I sent her a video of this. I said, no one can argue with me anymore. And it's true. I don't, I, I don't have people in my circle that can argue with me anymore because the proof is in the inserts that they have never read. The proof is in the lack of research. The proof is in the corruption in the research. The proof is in the corruption that people are plainly seeing now with the newest vaccine. Um, but they don't trust this one, but they still trust the ones. People are noticing that there's a severe side effect to the current vaccine protocol that is out there for adults and now children. But there's the same people that still trust the same companies to put six or seven doses in their babies that cannot communicate a side effect to them. They just scream all day. Yep. They have colic. They have bronchitis they have what i mean literally every single side effect 
is listed in here. And we have now been duped into believing that is normal childhood health and it's and trash. When you think about colic, think about the number and like you and I have, we have discussed these topics at nauseum um, over the years. But for, for those people that are listening, think about the, the amount of colic babies it's not colic, it's encephalopathy, and they cannot let you know that their head hurts. And their head is literally like their brain is trying to explode out of their skull. And, and we're seeing all of this. And the other thing that a lot of people I've learned don't know is in 1986, I, j I just put this in my stories yesterday. I was like, the, the, um, the argument of, we had these childhood vaccines and oh, we're no. fine. Number one, we're not fine. We're not fine. Number two, there was like seven vaccines on the docket in 1982 or 83, like right before we were born. And now there's 72 that kids get. And they're, the manufacturers are not held liable. Like go look up the 1986 Childhood Vaccine Reaction Act and you will be like, you cannot sue them. They're like, we'll give you $250,000 if your kid dies. Of your own tax dollars own that money. you already paid into the system because we knew somebody was going to, they've, they've paid out almost $5 billion since 1986, but there's no such thing, but there's no such thing. And that's with a $250,000 cap for death. And that's if you can get a, a lawyer to prove it when right. you don't even get to pick your lawyer. They're paid by the actual system. They're designed to interrogate. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, the there's so much wrong. Is, is so like, I feel like this whole concept of like vaccines and like getting this book and looking at all this stuff and then it all comes down, which I feel like this is going to be a recurring theme on this podcast is it all comes down to following the money where is the money? Where, where are the actual studies that these vaccines are safe and effective? Everyone's like, the COVID vaccine is not safe and effective. None of them are. None. None. Zero of them are proven to be safe and effective. And there was a study done. I saved all the screenshots on my phone because you know I don't trust any tech, anything to keep anything up. But I have these um, things. They're from, I'll have to figure out how to put them somewhere. But they are... Um, the actual studies that they did vaccinated versus unvaccinated kids. And it was in like the night, early 1990s, maybe 94. Uh, I saw those. They proved that unvaccinated children are healthier than vaccinated children. So, okay. let's. I can prove it with my two children. I was, I was just going to say that. <laughs> let's talk about the difference between Levi and Eden. So you have Levi who is almost 10 and then Eden who um, is five and the the differences because Eden was a lot smaller when you realized all this. So she was basically a baby. Um, and the, the differences between the two. And then I got one more, one more topic for you. Yeah. So they had, um, you know, of course I was tricked into having a C-section, even though I had worked for nine months with a doctor specifically chosen for VBAC. I was told last minute that I was pretty much going to die if I didn't have a C-section while I was in active labor. Um, going to C-section, wake up four hours later being a mom to a baby, um, my Eden Bell, and finding out subsequently that they vaccinated her without my permission. They fun. do not ask you. Did you know that they do not ask you because you are literally out 
of commission and unconscious because you're under general anesthesia for hours, they do not ask you and they just do it. They just give the vitamin K. They just give the eye ointment. They do not ask you. So start there. She's not a 100% clean specimen, but right. <laughs> um, we did actually, um, you know, go into like the, we were going to do like the delayed thing. And we started with that and instantly recognized same symptoms all over again, immediately post-vaccination visit. I mean, well visit. And then we stopped. We completely stopped. But fun facts about stopping, no one will take you as a patient in New York state. Not one doctor. Why? Because for example, Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield pays out over $400 per patient as long as your overall patient percentage meets, I think it's like over 80 or 90% of an on-time CDC schedule. If you do not have 80 plus percent of your um, patients completely vaccinated on the CDC schedule, which is now why they're doing them early, get them real done early, get the payout even earlier, um, then you're not going to get those, that $400 per head per child. And that's a big chunk of money. It is disgusting. So get kicked out, got no doctor. Here I am, the doctor Google. <laughs> thinks I'm You're like, my best friend's a nurse. I have a Google degree. I will figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be honest, you were like, kind of like, eh, I'm not really sure. But like, yeah, I see the things, but also like polio, you know, remember I was like, Hey, do you even know what MMR stands for? And you were like, no, <laughs> I remember sitting in my office one day uh -huh. where it was, it's always the fourth white claw with us. <laughs> it's always the fourth white claw. And we, we were about to take Reagan for her like 18 month vaccination appointment. And I was catching up. I by. did take her to that. That's a story for, I'll tell that story another day. Um, cause I don't want to overtake your time, but I remember sitting in my office when we lived in New York with you and we looked up, you said, let's look up all of these diseases. And we looked them up and we were in hysterics reading these because we were like three days self-resolving self rash. rash three day self-resolving rash what are we so afraid of this is side effects wild. of the vaccines that are listed here on this seven thousand page binder that i have much more probable than the 0.000001 percent that you could have a three day self-resolving rash that could equal something more severe get out of here get yep. out of here MMR, R, rubella, oh, for literally only impacts babies of pregnant women that have the German, okay, never mind. Anyway, do your <laughs> research. Do your ding research and spare yourself the trouble. But yeah, so Eden and Levi, Eden um, began colicky, right? That was one of the side effects, crying all the time, screaming. Yep. Oh my gosh, screaming. Um, but she didn't, she, after we stopped, she didn't get all of the earaches in the ear infections. Remember the ear infections? Oh, that's just yes. normal. They're not normal. It's crap. Um, remember the nebulizers? Oh, nebulizer season. Everybody get your nebulizer. No nebulizer. I own a nebulizer because we used it so much. I just bought one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think about all of the GI issues, like all the stomach bugs. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. I remember when Dr. Alfonso said stomach bugs aren't real. They're a lack of your strength and immune system combined. Yeah, there's your book. Mm -hmm. My book, fun, fun all little, the lies. 
And you know what was crazy? It was discovering that a good digestive enzyme would wipe out any kind of bugs, so to speak, in the belly that was causing fatigue and fever. And within six hours, every single time we gave our kids a natural digestive enzyme, when they looked like they were coming down with stomach bug and it would go away because it's not what people think. The whole thing was like watching day and night, watching literal, you know, the difference between injecting over and over and over for years and years and years and then not. So I am of the opinion that there isn't a single safe vaccine on the market. I'm not sure that that's only your opinion. I have listened to multiple physicians and researchers and scientists say the same thing. And I've taken the time because I was a scared mom. I was like, but what about polio? Every single thing that anyone has ever said to me, I have thought it myself. What about tetanus? What about, you know, what about, <laughs> you, you think about when you actually do the research, what is polio? What is it? The only strain of active polio that exists in the world right now is from the vaccine strain. And they acknowledge that. You can literally look it up. Polio does Even not Google exist. will tell you that. Even Google will tell you. <laughs> the only strain that exists is the vaccine strain. So riddle me that. And then you go down like the flu vaccine. I think pretty much everybody's over that, um, how ineffective that is. Cause you know, we're in the yeah. same boat now. Oh, we're just gonna vaccinate. 9%, do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. I remember meeting that nurse who was, you know I was getting interrogated at, in the beginning of my adventure. I was in the hospital waiting for my grandmother essentially to pass. And I was with my family, all, and my sister's a nurse, my mom's a nurse, my best friend's a nurse, all, my aunts are all nurses. I'm the only non-nurse. So I look like the actual black sheep of idiocracy of not <laughs> vaccinating my kids. And they were kind of taking the time to interrogate me in the waiting room. This lady comes out of like, she's like an angel of the night. <laughs> she <laughs> says, oh girl, me too. I, and I was vaccine injured and she was a vaccine injured where she got workers caught from the hospital because she was a RN. She got vaccine injured by the flu shot and she got Guillain-Barre. That's what they said she had, but she then self-diagnosed through her own research that she had Morgellons. Yeah, <laughs> Look up that. that lady. Duck, duck, go it. <laughs> yeah. Duck, duck, go Morgellons. Or you probably find it on Telegram, some stuff on there. Wild. And just what are the odds that I'm, and then she went into nutrition response testing, which I had just discovered at momentarily before meeting her. And, you know, there's all those confirmations from God saying, you know, I, I designed, <laughs> you cannot medicate yourself to health. We are not deficient in prescriptions. We are not deficient in vaccination. Our God given body is beautiful and divine and it knows what to do. And the initial like concept of inoculation is actual real herd immunity, which is exposure to build up the actual immunity to the herd. But we can't talk about that because that's also a censored topic. But well, actually, I just started reading the chapter <laughs> about chapter two. So this, for those of you who can't see this video, because I don't know how to put it on my podcast. Um, I'm holding up this book that's called what really makes you ill, everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong. And the second, the first chapter is meds, the second chapter is vaccines. And he talks about the, the fallacy of the smallpox vaccine and the pustules and all of that and how it's actually wrong. I just started reading this last night. So I will, I will come with more information about that, but I was like, 
Even that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Do not put this video anywhere. I am not wearing a bra. <laughs> I don't. It will be good. the, the, the not video. I don't know. <laughs> good, good, good. But yes. So um, I don't, I think that it's, it's so good to hear other people acknowledge their own experience. And I just encourage people that are listening to don't tell mothers that they don't know what's going on with their children and, and don't dismiss them because you've been trusting a person that profits off of these things. Take the time, read the inserts. I do not argue with people who have not read the inserts. Every nurse that I have ever met other than you, I mean, you didn't even read the inserts either, but you didn't try to argue with me uh, 10 years in law and, and you know better. <laughs> That's also facts. <laughs> but I never say anything. I never argue any single point. If I don't have receipts, we call it, I don't have data to back it up. And so if people don't read the inserts, you can't argue with me. You can't tell me that my own personal experience isn't true. And you can't tell me that it's not possible because it's listed right here on the paperwork that they refuse to give you. They don't even ask you any questions. You don't even know what's going into them. You don't even know what MMR stands for. You don't even know anything about rubella. You really want to inject a German disease into your baby. And then you're going to think that those adjuvants are not going to, you know, produce some sort of side effect. Guess what? It's right here on the insert. And that is the nicest, cleanest version they could possibly put out when they were not telling the truth at all. It's so true. It's so true. So what does life look like now with two children who are, one is even basically unvaccinated, very few. Um, and Levi, who is almost 10, so he's five years out um, of that, like, what does life look like for you? How, how is their wellness? Um, what type of, um, healthcare do you give them? What type of supplements do they take? How do you eat? Like, how is that different now, um, versus before we knew what we were doing? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot of peace now <clears throat> that I'm so close to a naturopathic doctor. She's my best friend and it's so, um, and she does virtual, although good luck getting into her because every time we tell people on the internet about her, she has like a line, a virtual line around the, around the block, which I told her, I saw when I met her, I said, you're going to have a line around the block. I see, I had a vision. I said, people are desperate for this. They just don't know that it exists. Facts. They want a doctor to listen to them and they don't. They won't even let you in. Remember how weird that was? Like, oh, you're sick with COVID. You can't come in. And you're not sick with COVID. You also can't come in. Like, what? Excuse me? So I, yeah. was, I think that COVID really released, you know, all of the information for me. It's just to at least the people willing to do any critical thinking. The rest of those people out there that are wandering around, I don't know. But our new life looks like, it looks like I do have to be careful still with Levi. I, and you know, you know this, um, if he, you know, consumes too much sugar, I will start to see that residual behavior starting a little bit of the tiptoe walking, a little bit of the arm flapping, some just like little ticks that he'll, he'll start to have. I have to be very careful. His gut health completely destroyed his baby teeth, um, which makes perfect sense when you have absolute zero gut health for nine months. Uh, his little baby teeth have what's called cupping. Um, you'll also, you know, we, we have to, we, we try to do the balance thing. We try to say, you know, 
Um, everything at home is pretty much organic, but when we go out, we try to be loose so that we're not creating these kids that when they turn out into adults, they just go crazy and eat McDonald's all the time. Right. Um, he actually will cry if you bring him to a McDonald's cause he I can't, see <laughs> yeah, see, he will. that's, a, but that's on, you know, that's us being flexible, but educational so that they have choices. Um, and they generally choose to make good choices because they can feel it in their own health. My son knows how to identify and manage his bowel movements. He knows that if he's experiencing diarrhea, that we have a problem. Kids do not, why aren't we teaching kids how to understand their bodies so that they can tell us if something's wrong? So my children understand um, that they, they are in control of their health along with us so that they know how to manage it. But I think generally we use really quality probiotics from the wellness store. We use really quality omegas. Omegas are huge. I feel like people do not take omegas seriously enough. I noticed that when my son has too much screen time or too much dyes from, I mean, I can't control what the church and their school, they go to homeschool school one day a week. Every time they come out of there, they got a lollipop in their hand. Mm -hmm. And so then you have holidays and grandparents and, and you're just trying to manage it, you know, give some, a slice of cake at a party and boom, red dye going crazy. Omegas will hone in their attention. It's incredible to watch. I just cannot believe that we don't talk about that more. Um, and, and just generally, we're, we're providing nutrients through shakes. We're providing nutrients through the food. And we're doing a lot of grounding. You know, and I know how important that is, but it sounds crazy. But bare feet is best. So we have a complete barefoot outside situation here. Um, we purchase we, we purchase shoes for literal public reasons. And that's it. We do not wear shoes at Home. Yeah. Um, There's actually, so there is, um, somebody messaged me, there is compounds in dirt. Cause I asked, I said, why does gardening make me so happy? This is weird. I've never, I get it now. These garden people are happy. They said there's actual compounds in dirt that have antidepressive properties. And that's why when you're outside and you're touching dirt and you're playing in dirt, you're happy. Yeah. Especially and it, it takes, you know, our, the, the wavelength of our body that's constantly being disturbed by chemicals and pharmaceuticals and toxins and um, Wi-Fi and radiation. And when we, our feet hit the ground, the ground connects us back to what is our original, I'm just trying to explain it in like layman's terms, but our original wave vibration. Yeah. Frequency. So, um, and that's because that's exactly how we're an organic compound, just like the ground. And so it makes perfect sense that that is where we get a lot of our, um, a lot of our healing comes from just being barefoot outside and being outside a lot. And screen time is, we are like, this is a constant battle for us. We are so imperfect in this, but I will tell you, I notice a major shift in my children's behavior when they have excessive screen time, especially if it's like a, in a competitive nature, um, all the lights, all of the, the anxiousness that comes with playing a game and, and being on the internet and not being outside. So that's something we're constantly battling. I highly recommend if you have attention issues, get them off the screens. I know you're like, how am I going to get life done? Trust me. They will dig dirt. If you, that that's the only option, they will love every second of it. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> so I'm going to start doing this with, I, I was like, I listen to all these podcasts and they all ask like, like a anchor question or something at the end, like that you ask the <clears throat> person that you interview. So, um, because this is the uncensored nurse podcast, I'm going to ask one 
piece of uncensored advice that you could give since we're on Spotify and I, I don't know, care. I'm, so, I'm nervous. I feel like they're going to like the helicopter is just going to come land in my front lawn. And the FBI has already been to both of our houses, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, FBI, the FBI has, uh, they're friends of ours kind of ish. You know? <laughs> we are on first name basis. Yeah. I'm like, you know, my phone's going to shut down and my zoom's not going to work all because I did this stupid uncensored nurse thing with right. you it's not Thank stupid you. at all I, I absolutely am very proud of you for um because there was a time not long ago at, when you couldn't and I even suggested that you didn't because it takes a certain and in in, if, if, in my opinion you needed to know that Jesus Christ was your Lord and Savior for you to have the backbone to be able to tell the truth and stand on the foundation of truth, both the truth in life and the truth of what's happening in our world before you get exposed. But my uncensored um, opinion is to keep staying uncensored as much as possible. We need to continue to share the things they refuse to let us say, because if they win, then there will be children out there that will suffer and their parents will know nonetheless and that scares me because that could have been me. If I didn't find the uncensored person or people on the internet that at least allowed me to say to myself, what I'm feeling is real and the research is available, I don't know where Levi would be. I've seen children that then subsequently got their next set of well-visit vaccinations and they, it, I, I know Dr. Sarah says that you can detox people, but I have a hard time believing that they could ever be back to normal to be where Levi is. Levi is 99% healed. Yeah. And my husband will cry every time he sees someone that he knows that that would have been our future if we kept going. So tell the truth, use code words. Tell people what's going on in your life, share it with friends, read, do research and put it out there. Um, risk it all because someone's life depends on it.